Y'all niggas don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. I'm forever grateful. Cause he ain't have to, you guys. He ain't have to. Word. So I take none of this shit lightly. And um Yeah, you guys, I I Bear with me, please. Because <laughs> I think a lot of times we as people don't really fully appreciate being here. And I do because I recognize that I'm here for a reason. <sighs> yeah, so... Um, I remember when um, I remember once you kind of get a gist of what was going on I was very concerned at that time for my friends and my co-workers we were right on the ground level and if you remember um None. Well, not 9-11, but if you remember the first World Trade Center bombings, they did it from the bottom. <laughs> so I wasn't sure what was going on. And I remember um, one of my friends, I think Dana was at work. <laughs> Phil was, um, she, Phil had the day off like me. <laughs> and uh, I remember calling the store and one of the managers had answered and you can hear in the background you can hear the pandemonium it was crazy everybody was yelling and screaming I think it was Adrian that was the manager who answered and um you could just hear the how frightened everyone was and I remember him saying Nicole Nicole we can't talk to you right now we're trying to evacuate everyone safely we'll keep you posted because I just didn't know like what the fuck and I'm an empath you guys so you know (laughs) it's not funny I'm trying to stop the tears I have awkward humor to try to do that but um I'm a very emotional person at times and uh yeah I remember um after hanging up the phone I had walked back to the store on a nine give me some cigarettes duchess I'm not sure and I remember Niggas from the nine just running up to me and hugging me because everybody knew I worked at the World Trade Center. And you never know how much you loved until niggas think you ain't here no more. And it was so uncanny. I don't know. I didn't know how to take that day because every single person I saw that day came to me like, oh my God, Coco, I'm so glad to see you. No, you work down there. So many people, when they were able to get through to the phones, were calling me. 
my mom, my family was scared. They couldn't reach me. They didn't know. Had I went to work, they just didn't know what the situation was. Until they end up knowing what the situation was. And I'm so thankful, Father God. I'm just very, very. So when you hear me talk about the love I have for God, it's it's a personal experience, you guys. It's not just reenacting some words or something I heard somebody say. I know who is taking care of me. Rest assured. And, um, lost a lot of people you guys a lot of family and friends and co-workers some people haven't still wasn't identified the effects after of 9-11 with the fumes and the toxins that caused so many first responders and people that lived in that area to have cancer and all kind of health complications. 19 years ago. How about that? So, I got my big sis here with me this morning. That's my boo, Phil. Uh, And I mentioned Phil to you guys, Phyllis, earlier. Um, She's been my friend since... um, 2001 she took me right under her wing when I got hired at uh cozy's and she has shown me some shit in this world um and I love her the life for it um yeah um this woman is the closest woman to me other than my mom in all actuality like she's my daughter's godmother heavenly she saw heavenly literally come into this world like literally See, <laughs> have come out the pumps. I love my Phil. You heard? Sis, what's up? Top of the top. Hey, sis. Hold on for a second. Let me move my black ass out this uh kitchen. Oh my goodness, I swear, sis, I feel like I'm, I, I woke up feeling like I'm 48. I don't know what's wrong with my legs, but, um, yeah, that part, that whole yeah. part. I have my knees like that, my left knee, it just be tweaking, like, <laughs> I, just, I could just be standing there and it should have just, like, feel like it quivers, like, what, what the fuck is wrong with your knee? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you sound like me, sis. I swear, the back of my thigh. I've been saying it's a Charlie horse, but I don't know what it is. Like, I just be like, at least I can still walk because I just don't know some mornings. Like, some weird shit is going on with the body, but it's still moving and doing what it needs to do. So, fuck it. Word. Right. I'm like, I gotta start doing yoga and shit. That's nothing about to give out on me and shit. No, but I was considering that too because I really don't want to do like exercise, exercises. And you know, I got the fucking gyms right in the building. And I still, I still won't. I haven't been taking advantage of that shit. That's what everybody say. Like, Cole, what the fuck are you doing? Taking selfies? Ow. Right. I was the fucking body in this bitch. For real, for real. So, um, yeah, Dana hadn't called me, but she did reach out to me yesterday, sis. 
And she was saying she was going to call me yesterday. But I was, what I had said to you when I had text messaged you was like, I guess it's, it, it's no big deal because I actually did a segment with her two days ago on here. So okay. that's why I was like, if I don't get a chance for her to, you know, jump in and jump in on this, it's cool. Cause I got one with her and now I got one with you, but, um, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm such an empath when I start thinking about emotions and shit like that. And I was really dwelling on it. Like, damn, 19 years, this shit is crazy. Like, and every year it always looks like this, at least since then, like the weather always looks like this every fucking year. It was raining crazy yesterday. I don't know if it was like uh-huh. that in New York, but it was definitely all crazy in Jersey. It was yesterday. It rained hard, too. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. Shit is crazy, y'all. Yeah, this is 19 years, yo. That's crazy, sis. And I was just telling... Cause I'm actually, um, we actually on a, uh, on the segment now, just so you know, but I was telling the listeners earlier, like my nigga, like it don't even, I don't even understand how it's 19 years. I'm very grateful that we, right. you know, are still here, but it, 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 it's almost like that shit was yesterday. It doesn't. Con- it, seems, it seems like it, like I could, I could remember the fucking Brooklyn Bridge being packed with people, like, trying to get off the island, trying to get off of Manhattan. It was so crazy. Sis, you worked that day? No, right? No, I didn't work that day. That's what I told listeners. I said, I don't think, um, I said, I don't think my sis worked that day because I know me and you was off. I know I was off. Yeah, and I, really I didn't off. work that day. I was supposed to, though. Me as well. Yeah, that gave my shit up. Yo, that's crazy because what was the um, what was the black manager name who thought he was so fucking like young and shit still? GQ, uh, they start with an E, right? G- yes, the GQ nigga. Yes, sis. Yeah, okay, okay, that nigga. He's the reason why I ended up not being on a schedule that Tuesday because when I worked that Monday and came in, I think the schedule gets put out on Monday or some funny shit like that. And when I went to look at my name because I was working in the Warner Brothers store too. So I had them two jobs in the World Trade Center and I was already off from the Warner Brothers. So I knew I was working at Cozy's that day and the nigga had me off and sis, look at God. Yo, I remember really, sometimes I really dwell on that and it helps me to understand that when something doesn't go according to my plan, trust that it's for a very good reason. Like, cause I was flipping sis. All I'm thinking about is the money. Like, who took me off the schedule for tomorrow? I always yeah. work every Tuesday. I was you know tight. You know what's the crazy part? I think I took off because you weren't going to be there that morning. Look, see. I gave my shift away. I think you did too. Because we always work at the same date yeah. during around the same time. It was a morning shift always, 6 to 2, 5 to 1, 6 to 2. Yep. Crazy. That shit was insanity. And I was telling the listeners, like, yo, you don't understand, like, how that moment, that day just switched up literally in a moment. Like, I was outside, ate something in the morning, running to the stores, getting cigarettes and duches. It was a beautiful fucking day, sis. That day. Oh, my. The sky wasn't never any beautiful than it was that day. I put that on my kids. Like, you can go back. Yo, the crazy part is, I was. 
I was laying down with my son. He was two years old at the time. Sleeping. <laughs> my mother woke me up like, did you go to work? And I was like, no, I'm home. She was like, oh, my God, thank God, thank God. Like, she was like, turn the TV on. I turned the TV on, and I was just, just in, like, disbelief. Mm-hmm. I was in disbelief, and I'm looking. And you, I live on the 14th floor in Noble Mansion, the 14th floor. If you look off, off of the front of the building, you can see the smoke yep. coming from the towers. Yup. From the Bronx. Yup. You can see the smoke. Yes, yes. The towers. It was just, I mean, I just started bawling. I was crying so hard. I was just like, thankful that I'm, I'm in the presence of where I'm at. Absolutely. Like, all of the people that lost their lives. Because we knew so many people down there. Yes. We may not have known their names, but they they. They came to that restaurant. You be, first of all, you remember the flow and cozy. Anybody who yeah. is from New York listening right now, if you was around the World Trade Center at that time and you was, you know, moving how you move, you knew there was restaurants and shit in the area. And at lunchtime, anywhere in that district, the World Financial, that's money time. Them people are coming in, them stockbrokers and all that. They want their food and they want to get in and get the fuck out. Yep, they get their get their coffee, their sandwiches. You don't know their names, but you know their sons and they know your face. Absolutely. They're so used to seeing them every morning and every lunch or that you know they order about. I was just getting ready to say that, sis. Like we had so many regulars that you just knew they drink when they came in. Like, oh, this nigga want an Americano. Right, you know they all about hard by now. So I may not have known their names, but I know people that was in that building, like. And it's just so, it's crazy. I remember mommy, Um, I remember I went to the store, came back, and my, my fucking staff at the group home sis was like, oh, Nicole, your job is on the news. You didn't hear? And I'm like, my job on the news? And they like, yeah, the Twin Towers. Yo, I didn't even identify the Twin Towers and the World Trade Center being the same, sis. I'm telling the staff, like, I don't work at no fucking Twin Towers. I see, you know how cocky I was back then. I said, I told y'all I work in the World Trade Center. Them niggas right. gave me the look like, yeah, bitch, stop smoking. Okay. <laughs> Wherever you work, bitch, it's on the news. I went to the day room and I turned the fucking news. I, I went to look at what they was talking about. And that was before the second plane hit. Like, that was just the first. This was like eight something yeah. still. And I, and they wasn't even sure sits on the news yet what the fuck was going on. All they was talking about was like where this smoke was coming from. They wasn't, they couldn't pinpoint what had exactly happened. And it was at that time, if anybody was watching the TV at that exact time, you got to witness the second plane run straight into the fucking building. Like, I saw saw this shit on the TV. I wasn't sure if this was like a commercial, if this was right. some special effects shit that the news was. I couldn't even wrap my right. head around it because I said, there's no fucking way this really just happened. Like, wait, right. what? I end up calling the job sis and Adrian picked up the phone. And when I say that's when I realized shit got real because the background of the store was complete chaos. Chaos! They were, and people was yelling. Adrian was like, Nicole, Nicole, I'm glad that you saved. We can't talk to you right at this moment. We're trying to, you know, they were so frantic. That's what had me like, I was fucked up after that. Like, oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah, sis, you always are doing so much for the community, too. Like, I think a lot of times people, they don't... You know, you can do, you don't have to be rich or you don't have to be like uh, whoever to, to do something for your community. And I think sometimes a lot of people, they excuse for not giving back is they're waiting for that moment. Like, oh, when I get money, I'm going to do this. Or when I, and then they get money and they never do it. So I applaud you, sis, because you do this shit every year. You give back to the community. You give back to the kids. You, you know, you make things happen. Even through, during COVID, you know, you at when it started to get to a place where we were like able to co-mingle and you know spurts or whatever, you made it to where people didn't just dwell on the pandemic. Cause it was important yeah, to kind of be around people. They yeah, shit life around this pandemic. Like, although we gotta take like all the safety precautions and wear our masks and sanitize, it's it's just mainly a, a concern of hygiene like mm-hmm. you wear your mask and sanitize it i don't see like how is it really possible for you to get it so if we're practicing social distancing and having a skate party everybody's skating around we outside i don't see like it's it's a good look i just don't want everybody to feel like their lives are uh, over because of God. That's a fact, though. And I agree with you. Like, you know, first of all, none of us is God, so we don't know what's going to happen. If you want something to happen, it's going to happen. But the most, the, I think the only thing we can do is be safe. Whatever being right. safe means to you. Because there's some people who will argue with me, like, oh, Cole, this shit is not real. I don't need to wear no mask. And to each his own. Like, it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for a motherfucker to not wear the mask or wear it. I know what I'm going to do. And I'm around people yeah. who practice the same measures I practice. Like, I'm okay. not going to put myself in a situation where I I'm... I was one of those people who was like, COVID is real until it took my dad. My nigga, it took a couple, it took two family. Yeah, the reality hit. Yeah, the reality hit. I got, I had um, uh, a family member who passed um, as a result of COVID too, sis, and a co-worker. So you started to realize, because I think for us, the, the whole COVID shit didn't really hit until one black people started becoming affected and then two it started becoming more personally affected yeah when it was just like celebrities and people you never seen ever in your life you kind of because of the like the 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 separation so to say it's like yeah i hear it but i don't hear it yeah. uh-huh right it's definitely different and um i'm not sure i think new york city is really still not doing honestly sis the best that we can be doing in terms of like preventing a reoccurrence is it because even now i and you know i share these articles on my personal page you got two fucking teachers or some shit in brooklyn that was just declared um positive for corona like what what the fuck and y'all worried about uh, sending these kids the back to school? The summer was lit. Everybody's enjoying their show. Now it's going to get cool again. And the cases are going to rise because in the summertime, some people weren't taking the proper precautions that they should have been taking. Mm-hmm. So they think because it's summertime and it's hot, oh, it doesn't survive in the heat. No, that's not true. It has to be a certain degree or higher for it not to survive. 
So it wasn't 92 every day. So if you thinking you was in that sun and it's not hitting me, I'm not getting it. No. Like, you're still able to get it. Word, this like, shit is... we really going to see when it starts getting cooler and people start getting the flu. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go right back to the same way it was last winter. Absolutely. I predicted that we're going to be in this mess for the next three years. I told my mother, like, I don't see COVID going nowhere until, like, 2023. I hate to say that shit, but 2021 is right around the corner. I agree. I agree. Like, this shit is something. I don't think we're not going to have no normality until 2023, 2024. Yup, that's just why they stress the mass. This is the new norm. This remote learning, virtual learning, this is going to become the new DOE, my nigga. There is no more kids. Fucking you, we're going to have to figure out how that works because when motherfuckers need to go back to work, how, and that's what everybody's stressing. How do I help my kid in fucking school at home and still maintain employment? You know how? Y'all going to have to make all employment from home. Yep. Simple as that. Like, how you going? I know where I, you know where I work, sis. They, we have not returned back to the offices. And I think the primary reason for all the courtrooms for that matter, because the courts are still closed. Yeah. Okay. I know my, I'm not returning to work no time soon. I'm at the garden, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. See, certain. Yeah, no soon. Certain jobs like won't even allow certain people to come back. Like where I work, they yeah. everything you want to do, everything we do or I do as a paralegal, I can do that shit from home. That's why they got Zoom and all that. You need to speak to your clients and shit. Even. People don't may not know this, but even arraignments is done virtually, my nigga. I don't see why they can't be. So how the fuck we rushing kids to go back to a school building if the courts ain't even opening up? It's a big money business, that's why. De Blasio is loose. I swear to God he's loose. This whole... uh, You voting though, right? (laughs) I cannot wait. <laughs> of course. Okay, okay. Dragging my son, baby, everybody. Everybody going to vote up around here. I know that's right. We really, uh, we, we, we literally can't afford not to. That's the truth of the matter. I don't right. care where, where you stand. Like, I'm going to just be honest. I don't feel like Joe Biden is the best candidate uh, to run the country. But shit, I got to pick the less of evils. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you, sis. I'll just call it what it is. Like, I'd rather... This is why I'm not fucking with no Democrats or Republican. After this election, I'm yes. changing my whole party. Yes. Because I'm yes. not going to be stuck... As soon as Trump is out the Yes! Sis, I refuse to be stuck with a party just because one or two people seem to know what they fucking doing in this party. Nah, I want to... I want to be affiliated with a person for the best, the, the best person for the job. Because not all Democrats are, are know what the fuck they doing, and not all Republicans is fucked up. You understand? I don't want to be stuck into a fucking party. Cause y'all niggas are not consistent. So why the fuck you need my consistency? You ain't even consistent, nigga. I can't. I, I just I as soon as Trump is out the office, I'm not picking a party. Like yeah. We don't have to make our own party, like. But no, sis, I was about to say, if Kanye wasn't such a bat fucking shit crazy motherfucker, I'd be fucking with him and his birthday party. (laughs) 
Like, nigga, whole party's called the birthday party. What the fuck is wrong with Kanye? If the nigga was running for vice president and Hove was the president, yeah, it'd be over. Fuck a Joe Biden and anybody else trying to run. We going with that vote. But, you know. <laughs> we got to stick with what we got. And right now, we got Joe. So, okay, Joe. I'm riding with you, Joe. For the next election. <laughs> That's a... F- Yo. But you know, um... I don't even want to say my predictions. I'm going to just wait. Because I just feel an airy feeling about this nigga Trump. Yo, this nigga already fucking with the mail. Okay? Yo, you see that? You see him taking mailboxes? The audacity. Dana said... Oh, he removing mailboxes? He's insane. Oh, people are playing in mailboxes. They're fake mailboxes. Like, bro, you are doing everything you can <laughs> to manipulate this election. Like... It's so crazy. Well, that's why Dana called me furious two days ago because she was mad about what's going on with his rape um, allegations. She's just have had it. And she called me like, Nick, how can we sue Barr? And I was like, wait a minute, who, what? Who the fuck is Barr? It didn't dawn on me what she was even talking about. She was like, the attorney general. How can we sue the attorney general? He's taking on with taxpaying money and uh, he, he, he's taking over the case. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. But then I started to listen to what she was so passionate about. And I'm like, oh, this is getting out of control, troll. Like, nobody's going to check. Nobody? Oh, okay. Right. right. But she's absolutely right. You know the only time they want to listen? When they hit their pockets. That's the only time they pay attention to something. That's a fact. She's just interfering with any money they got coming in. Now they like we're stopping this flow of money. Let's see what we can do to fix it, or or can we eliminate the people that's causing the problem? Facts. That's a so, fact. But if you're stubborn, ain't no eliminating. They gotta rectify the situation. But you know what? And I could go. I could be going out on a huge limb here, saying this, making this statement. You know, I don't give a fuck. Completely unfiltered. I think honestly, when it comes to corporate America, the only reason why Black Lives has conveniently mattered is because they understand that they was about to lose the Black dollar behind all this shit. Oh, yes. Oh, behind all this shit. Because come on, think, think about it, sis. The shit that happened with George Floyd or Armid Ar- Arbery or, or Breonna Taylor, these things have been happening since I was a little girl witnessing Rodney King get his ass kicked. All right? On fucking video camera or whatever the fuck you want to call that shit that was being recorded. There was no change in attitude then. Black lives didn't matter then. It didn't matter when Sean Bell was getting married. And on the day of his wedding, y'all niggas do. This is, I'm going to do. So why it matter so much now? This is, I'm glad it matters. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad it matters. But under what pretense did it start mattering? Yo, they even had it on the Xbox. My nigga, this shit is a whole movement slash corporation now. Message on the Xbox, like before you decide it. Are you serious, sis? A whole message about how black lives matter and we have to stick together and be united (laughs) in unity. And I was just like, oh, they really don't want us to lose that black dollar. That's a fact. So they really got this black. They even had a little emblem on the bottom that said black lives matter. Sis, the black dollar 
well, black people spending the green dollars back into this motherfucking commerce world we live in is a trillion dollar business. If we decided to mobilize and truly unify, it's a problem. What United States? It ain't united any fucking way. But if black people took the time to really be like, you know what, fuck all this shit. We're not paying nothing no more. We're going to build our own government. We're going to put our own money and create our own laws and do our own thing. It would be devastating. But you, we have to, like, I feel like the generations now are too comfortable. They are. And the, the stupidity that we have accepted and that going on. So for that mindset, we have to instill it in our babies. You're right. We have to instill it in the ones that are growing up now. You're right. We're actually seeing this George Floyd shit and this Black Lives Matter, like... You are more important than this. You need to be somebody to make us better people. Nah, you're absolutely right. It's the programming. They got caught up. That generation you talking about, they got caught up in all the um, programming that's put out here for them to be the way that they are right now. All of this imagery, all of this fake shit, that shit confused them niggas and they don't know real when it's looking in their face and they actually are motivated by nothing but money. They do nothing unless it motivates them for money. Like, and this is why nobody's mobilizing the right way. Yeah, we protesting and we getting, you know, the messages that need to be out there, out there. But how much of a difference, like, where is it changing in the laws? Because you can't change a nigga's way of thinking unless he chooses to change his way of thinking. I'm just saying. So while we doing all of this, if that nigga still decides to be a racist when he wake up the next morning, that's just what the fuck he gonna be. He don't give a fuck how many Black Lives Matters movements is out there. Y'all got to force this shit in a way where legally you gonna think twice about the shit you're doing when it be, when it comes to race race relations, especially African Americans. This is why I'm really fucking. When it comes to this whole now people of color and everybody wants to blend in and get in the I am black net. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Because all you motherfuckers that's black today wasn't black 10 years ago. Right. I don't care who take it the way they take it. Because I guarantee if you feel some sort of way, you probably the person that this fits for. Niggas is all on their Instagram and Facebook, black fist and all this, I, 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 I'm Afro this. But if you look on a timeline like five years ago, you ain't never seen nothing mentioned about the fucking uh, struggle, revolution, or anything related to black fucking conscious thinking. Nothing. Nothing. And trust me, I've done it for a lot of celebrity pages. You know, I got time. I'm at home. <laughs> Let me see what these niggas really talking about. It's a publicity stunt. Everybody now, it matters. It didn't matter five years ago, but it matters today. Because the money matters behind it. Right. Right. Cannot afford to lose that black dollar. We got to get smarter about how we uh, do things, too. I just feel like black people are in a really good position to really be able to be more independent than we are. Like, I understand back in the days where some of the things that we did um, were questionable because we didn't have that much power to kind of, you know, branch off the way we needed to. But that's not questionable now. You got too many black billionaires, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Fuck just even the little people. The people that's on the 
oh, well, not, they're not on the top of the pyramid, but they're closer to, to the top than we are. Y'all niggas got billions. Why are we not creating a whole fucking governmental structure? So many intelligent black people. Y'all got we y'all y'all got your own doctors. Y'all got your own teachers. We could get our own law enforcement. We could do all of this ourselves. We're so codependent. That's the problem with black. We're codependent on bullshit. But I ain't gonna talk these niggas' heads because they probably like this bitch is on some Farrakhan. Farrakhan. I told them I'm about to start the Panther Party up again. I recruited females. <laughs> Yo, I get what you sis. First, we gotta do our, our um, knowledge yourself first. Yes. We're doing weapons training. Like, I'm starting this Black Panther Party up. No, but that's a smart yeah. move though. Like seriously, because this is not the wave. Like, and I don't understand. I'm not. I'm not for one condoning violence. What I'm saying is that if violence is being inflicted, then it seems like the only thing people understand is the same shit that they given given back. So we have a right to protect ourselves. That's in the Constitution, people. You have a right to protect you and yours. Y'all want to keep depending on law enforcement to protect you? Okay, how's that been working for us? Yeah, get that started, because you know my ass. Word up, this is... The, Let me close this segment out and um talk to you personally, sis. Word for they be like, you got that address? <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it there, you guys. Um, and... Uh, Sign off. <laughs> Anywho, um, you guys, I appreciate you as always. Uh, spending the morning with me. Um, shout out to my sister Phil for taking the time to chat with me and you, and just you know, talk some real shit today. Um, and you guys just move forward. You know, it's very imperative that you don't let negative things harbor and, you know, love everybody. You ain't got to like them all, but it's, it's, it's important that you love everybody sincerely. You know, I love everybody. I love everybody. I don't like every fucking body because shit, everybody ain't to be liked. And they probably feel the same way about my black ass. And that's okay. Cheers, bitches. But I love you. <laughs> Anywho, you guys enjoy your day. And we will do this same time, same place, for the same reasons next week. <laughs> Later, you guys. It's your girl, Cocaine Kisses. You already should know I'm in a building. And um, you in the building. I'm always glad when you in the building. And um, yeah, it's 
fucking Friday. So let me just hop right into it because this is going to be, I don't know what it's going to be considering what today is, just you here with me, I appreciate you, so you know, there's no rules with me, there's no scripts, everything is what it is, so let's just jump right to it and dive in. Ignition sequence has started. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have commit and we have liftoff at 213. The Saturn V building up to 7.6 million pounds of You're jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. Whatever. Okay, you guys. <clears throat> so, uh, today is Friday, September the 11th, and um, this is the very first time um, the anniversary of 9-11 has came, and I've been in a position to talk about what this day means to me, the way that I'm doing it. Um... But right before I just jump into that and all of that, how you guys doing today? I know you can pretty much sense the energy is not the way it usually is with Cole, um, for obvious reasons, and even more that I plan to get into. But um, with that being said, I'm still... um out of the state right now and um you know I was as I was getting ready to do this episode I overheard the uh sanitation truck to pick up the garbage and shit and so I decided to look out the window and I'm bugging because you know I don't know maybe New York they do this shit too and I just don't realize it because I don't have a house you know but I'm at someone's home right now. And so I'm noticing how their sanitation for their state just like totally disrespected the shit out of their trash can. Like, I don't know, maybe that's just what they do. I don't know, I don't have a house yet. So I don't know if that's normal fucking protocol. But I tell you, these sanitation dudes just threw, I mean, literally threw the trash can back to the curb. Like, I've just never seen any sh- anything like that. It was really fucking weird. <laughs> no, seriously. I thought that was actually rather disrespectful. But... Yeah! Perhaps that's just something that goes on in this state. I don't fucking know. I just know that's what I saw. So I got my coffee. You know, Cole love her coffee and I need my coffee. I remember the days when I wasn't a coffee drinker. And it's funny that I even say that because um, 
the first time I actually became a coffee drinker um, has a lot to do with my 9-11 story. So, look at, look at God. Look at God. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. I wish a nigga would tell me God ain't good all the time. So, um, I'm trying to think about is there anything else before I want to jump into the story? I want to let you guys know. Oh, there's always a lot of shit to talk to you about. You fucking know that. Um, I probably will at some point, probably, huge emphasis on probably. Um, I'm not sure if I'll even want to discuss with you guys the back and forth responses between Cardi and uh, Candace because uh, I did speak to you guys about their, um, you know, social media shenanigans. And uh, believe it or not, there was actually some more fuckery after that shit. So I don't know, depending on where I'm at after, you know, I do what it is I do and discussing what it is I actually um kind of plans and not planned in a sense of like you know what I mean when I plan like this was on my my mind to discuss because of the date and the um event in itself um is what I plan to talk about who the fuck knows what's going to happen after that but um let me just let you know what 9-11 for you know what before I even do that condolences to friends and family that lost someone on 9-11 2001 um I was all but 19 if I'm not mistaken I think was I 18 or 19 I was 19. I had just turned uh, 19 a month prior. So, um, yeah. 9-11 has always been very emotional for me because um, it's a day of reflection for many reasons. But some people don't really have a um, personal attachment to 9-11 you know they probably didn't or does or do not live in New York they may not have um you know any family or friends that was directly affected by the tragedy so to some people it's a fucked up situation that occurred it's heartfelt we all felt the pain, but for others, it's, it hits a little different, you know, especially New Yorkers. I'm a fucking New Yorker, right? So, living in New York all of my life, um, the World Trade Center was always like the heart of fucking New York City. Some people would arguably say, no, it's the Statue of Liberty, fuck you. It was never the Statue of Liberty for me growing up. So, like, yeah, we all know in New York, that's what, you know, most people identify New York City for as far as symbolisms 
are concerned. But there were many of us who, when you said New York City, you pictured the towers. I don't know how many movies I seen growing up, okay? Where the Twin Towers were displayed in the movie. I think one of my favorites, okay, and I got a lot of favorites, and most of them are throwbacks, but one of my all-time favorite movies that has the World Trade Center in the background is The Wiz. Um, and the scene where they are dancing uh, as the Wiz change, uh, changes the colors, right? So y'all should know this movie. If you don't, um, don't even tell me that you don't. Just go watch it and don't say nothing. And then, you know, act like now that you've always watched it. Just don't say out loud you've never seen The Wiz. That's just disappointing if you haven't. But anyhow, so it's like, and, the, and that's just one of many, right, movies where New York, uh, gives you scenes of the World Trade Center. Um, and another one that just came in my head really quickly um, that st- stands out right now, um, New Jack City. So in the beginning of New Jack City's um, intro, I should say, you guys remember... As they come, as the song comes on, as the movie comes on, it's like, as they start singing, in New Jack City, boom, 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 two things, and you know, you see the Brooklyn Bridge, you know how that go, okay. So I say that to say, you know, the World Trade Center, the image of it, the symbol of the World Trade Center was so much more than people could ever even attempt to imagine if they probably wasn't from New York City or worked there, right? There were three generations um, in my family that worked at the World Trade Center. Myself, my mother, and my grandmother. May you rest in peace, Hilda. Um, yeah, and so growing up as a kid, you was the shit if, you know, at least I felt like it. And most people would probably agree with me. If your family member, if you knew somebody who worked in the World Trade Center, it was like... I know I felt very, very, very pleased and proud when teachers asked me, you know, Nicole, what does your mother do for a living? Because, you, you know, back then they just assumed every motherfucking body sat at home and collected a check. Um, especially if you were black. Okay. Um, it almost surprised them if you said, no, my mom and my mom goes to work. If you said my mom and dad, they almost had a heart attack. You're in a two-parent family household? That shit was rare, nigga. Like a two-dollar bill rare. Shit, in and in a, in a, in a, in a voice of kiss, maybe a three-dollar bill, because two-dollar bills is becoming too fucking common. 
But anyway, don't let me lose you. Uh, as I was saying, I have three generations. It was, it was three generations of women that worked at the World Trade Center in my family. Um, my mom actually worked in several, had several jobs, I should say, in the World Trade Center as I was growing up um, in the World Financial uh, District, which is like adjacent or connected to certain buildings that were in the World Trade Center. So like the World Trade Center, most people only remember seeing the legendary Twin Towers, but there was about seven buildings that made up the World Trade Center, right? So the two that everybody, the iconic two that everybody remembers for the most part is the Twin Towers. But there were other buildings that were uh, built that was part of the whole World Trade Center. And one of those buildings, I, I want to say it was building seven. I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I'm going off my memory, y'all. You know, sometimes we getting up there, okay? Um, I want to say it's building seven. But even if it's not, you can definitely look this up. I, I certainly always tell you to do that anyway. Um, and to find out what building exactly was connected to the World Financial District. My mom worked in, at that time, Sheer Saliman which ended up becoming Lehman Brothers. How crazy is that? Um, she's, this woman is impressive. She's had some amazing jobs. And this is why my work ethics is the way that it is. Um, very proud of my moms, by the way. My grandmother worked for Port Authority. She was security. She was a security guard officer for Port Authority in the World Trade Center. And I never forget just going to that building and always just feeling so proud that I had family. This is before I even got a job there. I had family who worked in the world fucking tracing them. Like, I never forget coming as a child to those, uh, what do you call those? Mother and daughter, uh, bring a child to uh, work days? Because they've been doing that shit for years, y'all. There's nothing new. Just so you know, this is nothing new that bring your kid to work shit. Because my mother was bringing my ass to work and I'm 38 years old, okay? So I remember the carpet. And if anybody's ever been to the World Trade Center, you remember the carpet. The fucking floor was like some plum color, plush plum. The elevators, like the fucking structure of the building, the marble, the fucking marble, you guys. The architecture of this building was fucking amazing. Like, it, for me, it was. For me, it was. So, um, yeah. So, you know, um, like I said, um, my mom and my grandmother both worked there in 1993 around the first bombings uh, that had occurred at 9-11. And it didn't really, I guess, give the results that whoever did this wanted. And so I, I'm pretty... You know, it's so many mixed reasons, mixed, mixed answers, reasons for why 9-11 occurred. And I don't even really want to get into the politics of that. I'm just trying to remember the good times of the World Trade Center and what it meant to me and what this day uh, means to me every year. And I'm fortunate to, to be here and pay tribute to the ones we've lost. Um on that day 
so yeah so um mm. I'm sorry you guys I have to reflect so wow 19 years okay you guys so Please be thankful for every day God wakes you up. Like, please, you guys, because nothing, take nothing for granted, man. Nothing. So, um, at the time that I worked at the World Trade Center, right, let me just get to it. Uh, I was actually still living in a group home. So this was, uh, September, obviously. I was still, I was still awarded a state. Um, I actually had came back to the group home uh, December of 2000 from SUNY Purchase. Like, I had gotten to some shit up there in school. Uh, I was living on campus, and I had to come back to the city, right, basically. Long story short, that's another story. And um, when I got back to the group home, I was like, nah, and already in my brain, like, I am not doing, like, there's no way I'm going to be just comfortable with this now. Like, I don't already left the group home, went to college, living on a campus, real independence. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to come back to this shit. And this is the new wave. Like, nah, I need to get up out of here. So I ended up getting a job 2001 that, uh, what was it? May? I want to say it was like March. That March of 2001, I got hired at the Warner Brothers Studio Store uh, in Building 2 of the World Trade Center, right? Which, by the way, was probably one of my uh, funnest retail stores to work in. I don't even know why they had closed that store. They actually closed the store before the uh, terrorist attacks occurred. But um, the Warner Brothers Studio store was an amazing store. Like everything you, it was a Looney Tunes store. Everything you could f- imagine wanting to have that was character based from Warner Brothers was fucking there. I loved that store and I loved working there. So shout out to the Warner Brothers Studio um, for having that store at that time. You guys know I'm telling the truth. I, had, I was working there, nigga. So this is, I don't make shit up, nigga. I only give you fun facts. Fun facts all day. So, yeah. So, I got the job working at the World Trade Center in the building, too. And then, um, I'll never forget, I'm, I've always been ambitious to get my money. However, I got to get it. And back then, while you motherfuckers is complaining about minimum wage being 15, um, when was it? Before it even got to 15, it was 10 and whatever. You know, I, I shake my head oftentimes like, y'all motherfuckers is really ungrateful you know, don't have no college education, don't have any education of any sort sometimes, because most people then don't don't even complete the 12th grade. And you're complaining about what minimum wage is. I remember working at my first job making a four dollars and four and a quarter. You know what I mean? Like, but anyway. So I get hired there, and then on my lunch break, you know, I want more money. Because I already got in my mind I'm gonna move out this group home. I need to get me an apartment. Um, and so I ended up going to the next building in the world trade, which was building four. Yeah. Four world trade center. Yes. And, uh, wow, man, 
I ended up going over to Zando Cozy. Now that was before they merged. Because um Cause it used to be Zando was like the part that um made the food and whatnot and Cozy's or was it the other way around? Or Cozy's was the sandwich. I think Cozy's was the no, Zando, I think, was the coffee part, and Cozy's was like the sandwich eatery part. Whatever. The name of the establishment, the eatery back then, was Zando Cozy. It eventually just became Cozy later on down the years. Um, so on my lunch break, long story short, you guys, I went over there and I filled out an application to work there. Um me and one of my best friends, she had came to visit me on my lunch break. Um, and, you know, I filled out the application. She filled out an application. It was a very nice place to work. It was right there on the ground level. The doors of the establishment was like straight outside. It was just, it was an awesome place um, that I thought would have been great to work, which turned out to be fucking accurate. Um, first place I ever... Like I was saying earlier, drunk coffee because I became a barista. I didn't even know that was a fucking position until I got it. Like, what the fuck is a barista? This is 2001, you guys. And um, I learned how to make coffee. <laughs> and not just coffee, espressos, macchiatos. Like, this shit was to me. And it's crazy because in certain parts of the United Kingdom, a barista is like a really prominent position. Like, it's, it's almost like a fucking vocation. It's a trade. Yeah, it is. Um, so I really took pride in what the fuck I just got hired, to, um, what I, what I was hired to do. I love the title. Well, Coco, what you do? Where you work? I'm a barista. Motherfuckers didn't know what the fuck a barista was in the hood at that time. Fuck is that? Yeah. I make specialty co coffee drinks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So at this job that I worked at, I, to this day, um, have two amazing people in my life that I would not know today if I didn't work at Cozy. Um, and we both share, we all share the experience of 9-11 um, because we all worked there um, during that time. I love you, Phil, and I love you, Dana. Um, yeah, so this is how it went. I woke up 9-11. Moment of silence real quick. Matter of fact, why don't I take it back to the day before? Because this is how crazy this, this story is. Monday, September 10th. Like I told you guys, I had two jobs at that, at that time. Right? And the way I had my schedule is that I would always make sure, because it was flexible. Both jobs knew that where I worked, um, the, both of my jobs was in the world trade. So they would schedule my hours to, uh, like, so that it wouldn't conflict with the other job. So if I was off at the Warner Brothers store on Tuesday, right, just for an example... I automatically knew that Tuesdays I was working at Cozy's. And my shift back then used to be like 6 to 2 at Cozy's. Um, and, and, you know, at Warner Brothers, it was probably like regular hours or, you know, evening or whatever the fucking case was. It's a retail store, right? 
So um, that Monday, I had a six to two shift and I'm leaving the group home and I'm walking to the train station, the two train on, what is that? That's not Simpson. That's not Simpson. What's the next stop after Simpson? No, that was Simpson. Actually was Simpson. I walk into the train station and all that. Back then, we didn't have, like, fancy smartphones like we got now. I had, at the time, I had some bullshit Nokia. I don't know what kind of Nokia. I know the only game I could play on that bitch was Snake. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I could have sworn that I had my phone locked, right? Because, you know, it was small. I put it in, the, in my back pocket. I took my phone out to see what time it was as I was walking to the train station. And you guys, when I looked at my screen on my phone, the entire fucking screen was just like filled with sixes. It was so many sixes that the numbers had gotten micro. You know what I mean? That, that's how much many times that that number was pressed in, in my back pocket. That's fucking eerie as fuck. When I pulled it out and I looked at it, it was just like six, 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 ran all through the screen. I kid you not, I got chills. I I got this uncomfortable, eerie fucking feeling. Like the wind blew past me and it didn't feel like regular wind. Like I can't even, I'm colorful and very descriptive with words and to this day, I can't find the vernacular to explain what the fuck I felt other than honestly fear at that moment like I felt very uncomfortable and I almost didn't want to keep walking to the train station because even then I understood the significance of numbers right so I'm like what the fuck is this and why the fuck would it just type only that number this amount of time all right, whatever, I jump on the train, I get to work, regular daggler shit. So I go to look at the schedule, because I know I'm working at Cozy the following day, because I already seen the schedule for the Warner Brothers store, and I knew that they had me off for Tuesday. So I get there, and I'm like, I look at the schedule, and I see they have me off for Tuesday at Cozy's, at Zando Cozy. And, you know, sometimes you got to just appreciate not even sometimes, just appreciate the things that happen that you're, you're not even aware of is happening. You understand? Because I looked at the schedule and you guys, I was flipping the fuck out because I wasn't on the schedule. All I was concerned about is my money. Like, why the fuck am I off both jobs? Like, who took me off the schedule for Tuesday? And I remember my manager saying, you know, Nicole, you, uh, we, we, only for this week or something, we changed the schedules. And I was pissed, you guys. Like, I'm missing money. Like, well, who the fuck changed? Because I had almost a set schedule. Obviously, I was working two jobs. So I'm like, why the fuck somebody going to take it? That means I'm losing a day's pay. I was so angry. I, not even realizing a day. I'd, I'd rather, to this day, appreciate losing a day's pay than have lost my life. So look at God. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whatever. I worked that Monday. I go home, regular shit. Tuesday morning, September 11. I wake up. It's like eight something in the mornings. Right now, you guys, it's uh, 9:38. Mm-mm-mm. 
But it was like eight something in the morning and I never forget anybody who remembers this Tuesday in New York City. It was the most beautiful day in the fucking world. Like I walked outside to go to the Lucy store on 69 in Boston Road. And I kid you not, as I walked there, the, I just remember looking at the sky and I did see a plane that to me just seemed to be a little too it looked low. All my kids, I remember looking at the sky like, that plane looks really low. And this brushed it off, right? Just brushed it off. Because the weather was so beautiful. The day was such a beautiful, fucking gorgeous. Look at the forecast. You think I'm playing? Look at the forecast for 9-11-2001. The day couldn't be more beautiful before all the shit hit the fan. The calm before the storm. I go to the Lucy store. I go get my cigarettes. I go back to the group home and shit like that. You know, sometimes I, I'm, I, I was a mess. Because, yeah, I was just a mess. I walk in the group home and the staff in the group home. Shout out to you, Miss O'Gara. Shout out to you, Miss Ames. Shout out to you, Miss Greenaway. They're like, uh, Nicole, Nicole, your job is on the news, right? So I'm like, my job is on the news. Well, actually, no. Gotta recollect. This was before they told me my jaw was on the nose. I went to go in the day room. That's what it was. I went to the day room um, to watch the news. Oh, Lord. And as I'm watching the news, I think it was CB- it, it was probably Channel 4 or 5. I can't recall. But I, I witnessed the second plane. Hitting. So that's what it was. Yes. I witnessed the second plane hitting, um, going into the building. I watched that shit on TV. So yes, I was accurate the first time. Um, the staff did ask me like, Nicole, that's what prompted me to, um, actually sit down in the day room and watch the news because one of the staff was like, oh, Nicole, your job is on the news. And I'm like, my job. And she's like, yeah, don't you work at the Twin Towers? And I'm so like me. Right, can't tell me shit back then. It didn't really dawn on me that the Twin Towers and the World Trade is like the same place. So, you guys, I'm fucking 19, right? Cocky as shit. I'm like, I don't work at no fucking Twin Towers. I work at the World Trade Center. This is exactly what the fuck I told staff. I'm like, you know what? Let me go see what the fuck they talking about. So, I go to the day room. I sit down. And as I'm watching the TV, because they are now talking about the first plane. They don't even know it was a plane. They're just covering the news as seeing smoke and you know that type of situation going on from you know the air or from the top of the they don't know what happened at this point they're basically trying to figure out what happened and in the midst of the anchor talking about what they thought the smoke was coming from the first time is when you literally if you was watching it got to witness the plane on national tv just run straight into the fucking building and i actually thought no bullshit that that was a commercial it it cut it there's no way that was true like not the way i saw it how it happened the time frame nobody was prepared for that like when you caught it in the moment that it happened it was like wait what the fuck just happened and you can tell nobody was prepared the anger nobody knew how to react like Everybody was like, wait, what? It, did the world change? I mean, 
that day though you guys that fucking day and uh I remember screaming out yelling and falling to the floor because I actually thought it was Armageddon you guys I was like oh that's it Christ is coming back today because of the scenery of what the like this just wait what miss where's I missed something here somehow um everybody with cell phones phones were fucked after that so my mother was trying to call me on my cell phone couldn't reach me and that day if you were trying to call anybody on the cell phone it was slow Mm-mm. we ain't have the kind of coverage we have today uh now everybody knows that i work in a world trade center at that time so People who are now becoming aware of what just happened are trying to reach me because that's, I would have been at work, you guys. That's the crazy, God is so good. Based on a time where this tragedy occurred, when this tragedy occurred, I would have, had I not had that day off, been at work because I work from six to two, six in the morning to two in the afternoon. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. I'm forever grateful. 